Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So we were talking about the benefits of gratitude and uh, kind of moving ourselves away from just a surface thank you. And a few things that we said about gratitude, and hopefully you remember, you know, the three aspects of gratitude takes in consideration that uh, God is the uh, source of all things to be grateful for, right? Foundationally, God is good. This is true whether people are believers or not. Like if you have a relationship with God or not, that's the beautiful thing about God's goodness is we're experiencing God's goodness, whether we have a relationship with him or not which proves how secure God is. Like God is not insecure at all. His goodness is shed abroad upon everyone, regardless. So gratitude is owed by everyone to God, whether you have a relationship with him or not. So the foundation is God is good. Mm -hmm. Then after that, the next part of it is that everything good comes from God, right? So not only is God the source of everything to be grateful for, the very meaning and definition of gratitude is because of God, right? So everything that we get that we deem is good, everything that we experience in our lives that we deem is good has come from God, whether you have a relationship with God or not, right? So then we listed a few things. Family is good. Breath is good. Um, food is good. And whatever is good to you, God is the source of goodness, right? So, and the third part of that is, this is where we get to move into more of a posture of gratitude. And it's our ability to recognize that and act on it, right? So this whole idea of how we're using the word gratitude is an action word. This is, this is supposed to be something that we do that we can't help, right? It's supposed to be the revelation of God's grace towards us, his kindness and his goodness should drive us to action by default. Just as natural as it is for us to breathe should be as natural for us to live a posture and attitude of gratitude towards God. Living a life and expecting certain things to go your way because you're you or being your own resource and that kind of thing, it's going to be more difficult for you to, to be grateful because you're your own source. You're limited by your own resources. So then you limit yourself from really experiencing all that God could have for you that is beyond your ability to do for yourself. So that level of entitlement or deservedness that we have, um, we had to ask God to help us with that, right? And constantly surrendering ourselves to God so that we can see his goodness, recognize it, and then act on it. So some of the benefits that we talked about was, I mean, we talked about, you know, gratitude slows us down. It gives us the ability to be able to see life and, and, and appreciate the moments that we have. This week was a perfect example, right, of, of, of being able to appreciate moments. Like we, we were given um, a national trigger, Thanksgiving, right? And that was an opportunity for us, no matter where we are in our lives, right? Because just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean everything's great. 
right? But it gives an opportunity or a trigger to be able to think about certain things and see them in a frame of reference of gratitude. When you think about the virtue of gratitude, it is an unseen thing, but affects our lives in various different ways. The gratitude gives us physical benefits, spiritual benefits, mental benefits. There are a lot of benefits, and these are some of the physical ones. So it has been proven that a posture of gratitude lowers your blood pressure and encourages good habits. It actually lowers your blood pressure. And I was trying to think of like, well, when things happen that are beyond our control, when situations happen in our lives that would raise our blood pressure because they weren't planned, it's just an inconvenience, right? Things happen that uh, make us emotional and cause us to, to think the worst and, and uh, create scenarios that probably will never happen, but we're trying to brace ourselves for the worst. And we put our bodies through these physical strains, things like that, right? Some of it is self-inflicted, right? Some of us uh, have a predisposition to think the worst, okay? That's just how it is. But what that's doing is it's actually affecting us physically, as we many of us know. That will affect your blood pressure. That would affect all kinds of things, you know, that increases anxiety, which, which increases the threat of panic attacks, things like that, okay? Um, makes you feel hopeless. You know, a lot of times you feel beyond your control. So a posture of gratitude is actually physiologically proven to help us to be able to manage and lower our blood pressure over time. Why? Because our response to negativity is met with gratitude rather than negativity. And that might sound simple, right? Say for instance, something happens that's beyond your control. Natural response is, you know, if it's a situation that wasn't your fault or whatever, your natural disposition would be to be upset and annoyed. Especially if it was, uh, a, you know, a silly accident or something that did not have to happen on somebody else's fault. There is the temptation to be frustrated, angry, and lash out, which naturally would raise your blood pressure. But then there's the other side of it is when something happens that's your fault, right? And not only are you feeling with the guilt of messing up, but you're also dealing with the fact that you could have hurt somebody or, you know, how do you fix it? Well, is it repairable? You got to deal with all the damage and all that other stuff, right? Either way, those things are negative to your body. They're negative to your mindset. They're negative to you, period, right? They'll lower your self-esteem. You're going to start doing stuff and just whatever, right? So what God is trying to get us to see is, he says, in all things give thanks, right? Now, first of all, before we get to that, he says, rejoice always. Now, how am I supposed to rejoice when this situation is obviously a bad thing? How am I able to find something to be glad about or rejoice about or find the good in something that is not necessarily good? But what God is saying through this and through this series is, it's possible to find me in every area of your life. It's possible to see me in every aspect of your life. Why? Because I promised I would never leave you. So if I promised I would never leave you, and life has these variables where you can't control things in your life, you know, God says he's in control. God says he's with you. So he must be with me when my life is out of control. My job is to find him. So let's use this example, right? And I just always tell myself, and I think this is a good practice to let people see. You know, you could always say, it could always be worse. And then you start going through the aspects that would have made it worse. And you make yourself go through that aspect. And see, this is the thing. I think a lot of times in our walk with God, we assume that 
this idea of walking freely is just something that happens without our own, without our choices and without our will being activated. You have to choose to want to live free. You have to choose to want to have peace. You have to choose that. Like, and, and this, the trick of the enemy, especially in this area is he tries to get us consumed so much with lack and what we don't have and what we wish we could have had and gets us in this cycle of regret and fear and, and all this other stuff where things that we can be grateful for are in the same space that the negativity is. But God wants us to choose to find him in these situations. So I always say, I mean, that's my, that's my default situation. And I've, I've been through, and we've been through a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that would make people discouraged and make people quit, make people, you know, and, and we're like, just because we're doing this doesn't mean we're immune to anything at all, right? But there's a choice that we make because we believe that God is for us, because we believe that God said he would never leave us. This situation is not designed to destroy me. If anything, this situation is designed to help me to know God better. It's going to teach me another side and another depth of God's goodness towards me. At the end of the day, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. So I love God. I know I do. I'm called according to his purpose. Yeah. So that means everything's going to be okay. Right. But I can't control the time clock. So I just have to wait until it comes together. And that's easier said than done, right? That's not easy to do. But it's a choice that we make to trust God until it comes together because God can't lie. So imagine us living in a mindset and a posture like this, in a perspective of perpetual gratitude and surrender to God because anything that happened in my life, God allowed it to happen. God allowed it to happen and and it's not always pleasant, but God is always good. This is a good one for us married folks. It improves romantic relationships because a posture of gratitude helps us in the area of communication, intimacy, and understanding. Now, why is that? Gratitude has a way of helping us in our perspective, right? And how we see and appreciate each other, right? Let's say there's a marital conversation that's more so on the line of disagreement. Let's say that. A fight, argument, right? If there is at the heart of it an inherent appreciation for that person in your life, that automatically sets up boundaries by which how far we're going to allow this to go. The gratitude helps us to be more protective and value what we have. That's things and that's people and that's relationships. Right. If you come into a relationship or you have a relationship with someone and you feel like you are more deserved or you feel like you're more entitled to whatever that person will give or whatever it is, then that's going to cause you to be more frivolous with uh, lackluster with how you treat that person when the temperature gets hot. When you get mad and all that kind of stuff. In the idea of intimacy, there's a, there's a safety that's created because the person at the heart of it, though we may disagree, though we may have a problem with you, no, I'm mad at you right now, you're getting the manures right now, I need some space, right? There's still that boundary of, I need some space, I'm mad at you, but I still value you. And when you think about that, even in your own personal relationships, in your own relationship with your spouse, relationship with those that you care about, that you love, love is a choice. It's an active decision to constantly remind yourself of the good that caused you to marry that person. And life has a way of 
dampening and causing negativity in our perspectives for each other and causing toxic things to come in and try to sabotage good things in our lives. But God is challenging us to really respect the relationships that we have because they're precious and not so easily cast away people and cast away those who have invested just as much time in you as you have in them. And sometimes it's easy to forget, you know, all of that. So gratitude and the attitude of gratitude, the posture of gratitude helps us in our relationships. It also enhances empathy and reduces aggression. And I thought this was interesting too. If you adopt an attitude of gratitude and you come across someone who is less fortunate, it triggers you to want to help them. It causes you to remember when you could relate to where they were. And not only like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. But true gratitude will cause you to seek out how you can help bring this person up. And that, that's what God's grace and God's love is intended to do. It's not intended for us to go to church and just be nice people. God's grace and love is so potent that it should drive us to action. It should drive us to feel the need, like composed to do stuff composed to have a good attitude, composed to be kind to people. Why? Because we're seeing our lives in the reference of, man, God is kind to me. Because God judges on a deeper level. Like God saw where my heart was black. Like God heard my evil thought that nobody saw and he didn't judge me for it. So let me just, you know, and it's, it's, it's a work in progress, but the baseline of that is us really focusing on the goodness and kindness of God. It reduces aggression. You won't be as quick triggered with your anger because you have a posture of gratitude. It makes you be able to relate to where people are coming from quicker, right? And that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. I don't know, remember um, the episode of Family Matters? I don't know if everybody watched Family Matters, but probably everybody watched Family Matters. But when, um, when Carl had to do anger management and um, he had that little poem that he had to read because it, he, was, he was having heart problems, right? It was like heart problems he was having. His doctor told him he needed to calm down. So he comes up with this little poem, right? Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is happening to me? And, you know, begin to calm down. But the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, there are moments that, that God will give us when we're about to lose it. And I was listening, I remember years ago, because I struggled with anger growing up. And most people, people were like, what? Get out of here. I did. I did. Holes through walls, things like that. Yes, I did. I wrestled with it. And um, I was listening to Creflo Dollar uh, one time, and he did um, a series on Fruit of the Spirit. And he was talking about meekness, right? And he was talking about um, pressing the pause button. And I really, and that, that really helped me. It really helped me because a lot of times when we lose it, we are so consumed with our perspective that we lash out. You know, even when we're justifying, right? We get so consumed with how we see things and how it's not fair from our point of view that it's easy for us to just black out and just to go in it. What this pause will do is this pause will allow the spirit of gratitude to come in and reduce the aggression. Because at the end of the day, the evil that we have done to people, thought about to people from God's perspective, because we may think we're good people, but to God, ain't nobody good. 
It's the grace of God that we're here because the, the slightest thought of evil is evil to God because he's just that perfect, just that holy. So God wants us to see ourselves from his point of view and not our own. Y'all, press the pause button. Gratitude will help us to do that. A couple more things. It encourages us to accept God's plan, especially when it hurts, right? And this is kind of goes into that waiting period that I said, you know, we know God won't work everything out for our good. We don't know how. And when that scripture is talking about working it out for our good, that's our good from God's perspective. That's not our good from our perspective. The kid wants candy every day. That's good from their perspective. But for someone who knows about tooth decay, that's not good from their perspective. So looking at things from God's perspective is really important. And in and, and the frame of reference of what God deems as good for us. Many of us have dealt with death in our lives, different things in our lives, struggles that we went through. But years down the line, you are stronger. You are better because of it. You are more equipped to help people because of that. But during that time, God has to allow it to work his work in your life. And that's not easy to deal with. But God is challenging us to trust him. And gratitude will help us to be able to manage that time when it's coming together, when the reasons why are not clear. And finally, it changes how we see everything. Gratitude changes your perspective, changes how you see everything, everything. You can be in a bad situation, but gratitude will allow you to find the good in it. You can be lacking money, but gratitude will make you see the things that you do have. This is what God is doing. And he's, he's calling us to a mindset of gratitude because that will help in the level of peace. Peace itself is something that is supposed to be able to be injected in your life wherever you are. In this season and time of so much unrest, and it just seems like one thing after the other, after the other, you turn on the news and you watch all these things that are happening. The, the, it just feels like society just wants us to be triggered all the time. Mm -hmm. You just want you to be triggered with fear. Okay, well, it's not, okay, we, we got over that. So now let's, let's bring, let's bring the, the racism back. Okay, no, 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 that's fine. Now let's, let's remind people how insecure they really are right now. Okay, so there's shortages now. So let's do that. And if we not, God wants us to live above all of that. Because that aspect of it, if that stuff does not change and society and the world that we're living in is going to constantly be throwing things at us to cause us to be worrying and anxious and fearful, then God wants us to live in a mindset that is above that. And the way that you do that is by living in a lifestyle of gratitude. Changes how you see everything. It makes you, it's almost like an, a, a shield, an armor that you wear and that you always have God's goodness in the forefront of your mind. You always have God's kindness in the forefront of your mind. You always can say it could have been worse. That's something that you can always say, but it's a choice. We always going to be tempted to wrestle between what we deserve from our own point of view and what we have. Always. That's always going to be conflicting. Always going to be wrestling with that. Because we could always say, well, it always could be better. But you, know, you, but you can't control all the variables with better. Think about that. The temptation for us in our humanity is always look at the, the grass being green on the other side. But we don't understand the variables of the future. We have more confidence in the track record of the past. You can more easily say 
it could be worse, then it could be better. Because you've seen people have heard stories and experienced things already that were worse than where you've been. This is how God wants us to live in a posture of gratitude. No, I was just going to say, I think maybe gratitude would allow you to not only look at the, the benefits of, the, of what you just said, but also if the grass is not greener on this side, what's mm-hmm. the benefit of the grass not being greener? Because mm. there's benefits to both, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just keep it in perspective, being grateful for whatever state, like Apostle Paul says, yeah. I, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I'm a base, a, a bound or a based, you know, whether I have or, or whether I lack, you know, there, there, I've learned to be content because there is, uh, there are benefits to both, believe it or not. Here's a scripture, Philippians 4. Four through seven. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving or posture of gratitude, let your requests be made known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Talked about the perspective today and and how seeing things, how you see things will will, will dictate the level of peace that you have in your life. That this, this kind of peace is not like, oh, everything is good, so we're at peace. No, this is the piece that the Bible says surpasses your understanding. So your understanding of your situation is this is horrible. But God will allow his peace to come upon you in your life. And you're in a horrible situation, but you have his peace there. Now, which, which is better, right? Having, being able to have perpetual peace in everything I go through or having conditional peace that affects my health, affects my mind, mm-hmm. affects my relationships, affects all this other stuff. And God's saying that the seed of this is a grateful heart. That you make your request known to God with thanksgiving or with a posture of gratitude. Why? Number one, because you're making it known to God. It's not like you're telling your friend or your, your, you know, your, your, your siblings or your parents or whatever. You're talking to the God that has the universe in his hands. You're talking to the God that made you, the God that sees your future, the, the, the God that loves you more than you could even love yourself. Make your request known to God. And when you make yourself, make your request known to God, Lord, the situation is awful. Help me to see you in this. Help me to think of the good right now. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. And I promise you he will because he wants you to think of the good. Because you start talking to him and he's good. So he's going to start reminding you of his goodness while you're talking to him. And you begin to thank God for that. Something happens in that posture when gratitude comes over you. Something happens Peace comes. The Bible says, and the God of peace will be with you. So there's an and there, which means gratitude, talking to God equals peace. That makes no sense. It's right there. This is where God wants us to be. So many of us, we wrestle with things. This is not any slight against what we've been through, because a lot of times our trauma and things that we've been through in our life cause and causes us to go through certain things and think certain things. But God was challenging us even the more in these times 
to let our minds be set on him with thanksgiving and his peace that makes no sense will be with us and it will guard our minds and our hearts in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day, God, thank this you, day that you've ordained and allowed us to see, God. We thank you for new mercies that you have given, given to us and we acknowledge your faithfulness, God. We thank you for the, the words of admonishment that have come forth, the words that have come to remind us thank to you, stay grateful, to uh, live in a state of gratitude, yes. God. Despite what we may encounter, despite the things that may seem negative, help us to always adapt this mindset and spirit of gratefulness, oh God. We thank you, God, for the benefits, God. You, you do all things well, and we recognize the benefits that come with being grateful, some physical, emotional, and mental, God. Things that you have designed just from us being grateful, yes, God. Lord. So once again, I pray, God, that you would remind us in all things to give thanks mm. because this is your will concerning us, God. And also to, in all things, rejoice. Yes, Rejoice always. And as we approach the season of commemorating your son's birth, help us to keep in mind yes. the importance of it, oh God. I pray, God, that as we always pray that you would give us the grace when we may encounter things that will not change and mm. that have not changed, help us to endure those things as good soldiers. God, mm. I pray, God, that you give us the mercy when we fall short of the calling that you have yes, placed Lord. on our lives, God. And I pray that you would give us the favor to obtain the things that we cannot on our own, that we don't have the capability to, to obtain on our own. I pray, God, that you would give us your favor, God. I pray that you would just continue to be with us and help us to be your hands and feet on this earth, oh God. Yes, sir. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www at thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.